0: Boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA Podcast. We are here for beer and also here for episode 27. My name's Sam, one of the esteemed hosts, and I am back this week. With me as always are Steve and Adam. Although it's interesting, you know, I say that every week, guys, that with me here as always are Steve and Adam, but I you can't say the same thing
1: when I'm not on the
0: show. But that's, well, the thing. but that's okay, because we don't do the intro all the time.
1: That's you, true. I, and, and honestly, I put it up to a vote last week, because Steve did a dynamite job on the intro last week.
2: Did he? And hey. I said no, because I don't like trying to maintain that energy all the time. It makes me uncomfortable. You're a slow burn kind of guy. I want to be a laid
0: back cool cat. Ayy. Hey. Hey. See, I like, br- I like to bring the energy whenever I know. I'm on the podcast. You're
2: the energy guy.
0: I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to drink the beers.
1: And I'm just excited to have some fun with two of my good friends. See, that's that's why you do the intro every weekend. <laughs> yeah. You bring the ruckus. You, you hype everybody up. He's got the energy. I'm the cool guy. And
0: I'm here. Cool guy. Hey,
1: hey cool guy.
0: Alrighty, so let's get into today's show. And this is one that I'm particularly excited about. So I got Steve to my right, Adam to my left. And as of yesterday, the NFL was back, baby. And that was right in front of my face on Thursday night for some Thursday night football kickoff to the NFL season. Are you ready for some football? Heck yeah. And this weekend, Mark's the start of the Sunday games, which is something I'm very excited about, not only because the Steelers are playing at 1 o'clock versus the Browns, which <laughs> would be a nice little gimme for them.
1: but <laughs> Preseason game
0: number five. <laughs> well, the Browns are actually one of the only teams that went undefeated in the preseason, so their season has ended, and now it's time to you know actually start playing football. So I hate to shit on the
1: Browns more, but I'm going to. They're the Browns. They're not going to do anything. Even if they double their production from last year, they'll win two games. Exactly, but they got Sammy Coates now,
0: so don't uh, don't rule them out, because it's football season, we're ready to watch some football this Mm -hmm. weekend, we're all in a fantasy football league together, which is one of my favorite hobbies. That's true. And I'm very excited to try to bring home a championship to my household this year, I haven't been able to do it for the past couple years in our league, but I feel
1: good about my draft this year. Somebody has got to. Un- unseat who the current champion is.
0: Yeah, look, I really want to win, but as long as Chris doesn't win, that's still technically a win for the league. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nine other people that can win the trophy this year. And that's, that's a good thing. So, we'll see what happens, though. We're back to watching football again. Most of you. I probably don't. Like I said,
1: you, you sound like watch. exasperated by it. Yeah. Well, it's,
2: it's not exasperated. <laughs> I just don't care that much because I think I watched maybe one game all of last year despite being in the Fantasy League with you guys. <laughs> and you did better than I did. <laughs> right, exactly. I do better than a lot of you. <laughs> but um, Not me. I mean, I guess at some point I'm going to wind up at somebody's house watch, watching a game. Yeah, I'm going to have to host a a Sunday here sometime. You should. So so maybe do we have a theme for for that? Do we
0: have a beer theme tonight surrounded around that? Well, I think we do because, you know, as the NFL comes back, beer drinking comes back, right? I mean, we haven't drank beer since, what, yesterday? Right, yeah. So it's back. (laughs) I haven't had a beer since
2: yesterday, so yeah, it's definitely back. Beer drinking
0: is back today. (laughs) It it just so (laughs) happens that football is also back. So let's get into the beer theme of today's show, which is... Beer for football parties because, you know, it's great camaraderie to have your buddies over to get some pizza, get some wings, grill up some burgers, some brats, whatever it is that you prefer and drink some delicious beer and whatever team it is out there that you're rooting for to just sit back, watch the game and, you know, enjoy some delicious beer with that. So what we decided to do for today's beer theme is beer that we would provide to our guests at a football party, the guests that we like. The guests that we like. (laughs) Well, I'm going all guests. Every every guest that comes over for my football party is getting this first beer, and I'm going to introduce that and tell you guys what it is. Good, because I I don't know what it is. I know. So today, and what I would serve to my guests, is the Stone Delicious IPA. I thought you said you liked your guests. I do like my (laughs) guests. That's why I'm going to serve them something very delicious. You're being judgy before you have it. That is true. That is true. I, I will withhold judgment. So the Delicious IPA from Stone is a citrusy IPA with lemon drop and El Dorado hops. So, if you remember back many episodes when we reviewed the Southern Tier Lemon Drop, uh, we all didn't like it. And it had Lemon Drop hops in it. However, this is something a little different. Okay.
2: Wait, what were we going to well, say? Well, no, it? I was just going to say, I don't think we didn't necessarily like it that much. I think we were just more disappointed in the yeah. fact that it didn't have a more lemon flavor it to it. It just kind
1: was there. Yeah.
2: We didn't
0: dislike it. We were just disappointed. Ambivalent to it? Yeah, yeah, that too. Well, I can <laughs> say I didn't like it, and since we did that episode, I have not had it since. Well, so. All right, so we're gonna get back into the Stone Delicious IPA. So this is once again uh, IPA with Lemon Drop and El Dorado hops. It's coming in at an ABV of seven point seven percent alcohol. Oh, this is kind of a Big kind one. of a tuned up one. So yeah. yeah, it's a little bit on the bigger side, but that's okay. We're watching football, and one of the reasons I picked this is because. Number one, I'm obviously an IPA guy, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I this beer is is citrusy and it's hoppy, but it's not overpowering. I think you're gonna when you take your first sips of this beer, you're not going to be overpowered by the hops. Either that, or maybe I'm kind of immune to it, I just think that. so I'm going to let you guys be the judge of that. But you know, stone beers are consistently great, uh, they, they, they put out a great product, and one of the reasons that I would serve this uh, to my friends, well, another reason is that this beer is interesting because it's a reduced gluten beer. So it's not gluten free but reduced gluten and it actually says on the bottle the gluten content of this beer cannot be verified and this beer may contain gluten but it's fermented from barley a grain containing gluten and crafted to reduce gluten. Hmm. Now I'm not sure the process that they use to to go through that and reduce the gluten, but for those of us that are required to avoid gluten, they couldn't have this beer. But for some of us who are just trying to, you know, ease that ease that out of our diet, but we're not going to get sick if we have it. You know, this might be a nice alternative to that. So less gluten than a normal beer, but still not gluten free. So you know, it's something for everybody. So let's uh, let's get into this gluten reduced beer here. I'm gonna pop it open and give you guys a give you guys a nice big sample
2: well let's see it looks it's pretty clear when you look at it from the top side but looking sideways it's hazy it's a little hazy but it's not full of schmutz Mm-mm. like there's not a lot of sediment floating around so it's got a good good haze to it on the nose i'm getting a lot of Citrusy fruit. Notes. As am I. Mm-hmm. As
1: am I. Yep. Was I there got... was there any fruits listed uh, specifically that this was brewed with by any chance, or is this just just from the, the nature malt, of the hops, the hop profile.
0: No, and look, there's there's a novel on the back of that bottle <laughs> oh <my. laughs> that I was not going to read to our audience here, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's you know it's citrusy, so I'm assuming there's some citrus hops in there, uh, some lemon drop hops it called out uh, right on the front of the bottle, as well as El Dorado hops, which I've I don't know if I've, I've probably had them before, but I have never brewed with them, and I'm never had. incredibly familiar with yeah. El Dorado.
1: Hops. It's it's actually Spanish for the Dorado. Oh, the Dorado hops. Okay. See now. Nah, now he's on it. Now yeah, I'm, I'm on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just had to clear that up. Thank you. I was
0: I was a little bit confused by that. So <laughs> all right, let's take a sip of this beer. It smells smells citrusy. It's a little hazy. Let's see what it tastes like. Hmm. So you mentioned that the, the the
2: ABV is about seven. Seven point seven. Seven point seven. Okay. So that's almost approaching like a double IPA. Right. Territory. Yeah, it's, it's getting up there. And I, I'm just pointing that out because this is rather mild on it, the hop flavor. It is. But in comparison to like a lot of double IPAs that I've had before that are also milder on the hop flavor, but you know, bigger on the flavor profile.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's why I said, I mean, look, if I'm picking a beer for my friends, ABV is not going to be the first thing that I'm focused on. I'm focused mm-hmm. on flavor, something that I enjoy, something I want to share right. uh, with everybody. And that's one of the reasons, like I mentioned, I picked this is because it's, to me, it's hoppy. It, sure, it's an IPA. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. to be. Uh, especially for me to like it, but at the end of the day, I don't think it's overpowering. It's not as big as some of those doubles, some of those Imperial IPAs that you get, but you know, at the same time,
1: it's still seven, coming in at 7.7%. Right, well, right. One of the things I'm noticing on this beer is the dryness of it. Yeah, it doesn't, it a have, it doesn't have a dry after mm-hmm. finish. rather it, yeah. dry beer. It is. And, and it's almost to the point of it being distinctive. So what do you think, Adam? Is it too much hot flavor for you and not enough? I be honest, the the dryness is overpowering the hoppiness on this one.
2: I'm kind of leaning in agreement with you Adam. Like the hoppiness doesn't bother me at all.
1: No, it 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 does have a little bit of that hop residue residue on the very back end. Yeah. But it's it is not like you're eating a a hop pellet. It's not nearly that bad no. like we've had with some other beers. Yeah. To me it, it's the dryness is is driving the flavor of the beer rather than the hoppiness.
2: I think, well, I think for me, like, because I do like hoppy beers, you know, probably not as much as Sam, but I do like hoppy beers. But that dryness is sticking out because, you know, I'm fine with hoppiness. I think it's a good flavor overall. I just don't, I'm not not winning me over with this dryness. No. Like, I, I enjoy the beer, but when I'm thinking about drinking a whole bunch during a football game, I'm, no. I'm kind of not looking forward no. to that. <laughs>
0: See, to me, I'm not even getting a lot of that dryness that you guys are. No. I'm getting a lot of hop flavor up front, and I can taste the, the citrusy-ness of the lemon drop, drop mm-hmm. hops as well as, you know, some citrus hops. I'm getting some some grapefruit, maybe even a little uh, tangerine-type flavor in there. Uh, but it, on the back end, like you mentioned, Adam, it's it, it leaves a lot of hop bitterness, uh, but I don't necessarily equate that with dryness. <laughs> to, no,
1: to, to me that that lingering flavor is something that i really enjoy to me it, it's two very distinct passers the dryness and then it kind of ends however there's that hop residue that just sort of maintains it's rather low but it sticks around for a long time
2: yeah i can i can mm-hmm. kind of physically feel like my tongue and my mouth just like drying up a little bit at yeah. the end at the end of every sip
1: yeah
0: like it's that's an that's interesting effect because that's yeah. something that I've not experienced from this beer and honestly I'm still not experiencing it from, uh, yeah,
2: from it. Yeah, hmm. I mean I'm getting I'm getting everything else you said Sam. Like I'm getting like a, it, it's not uh, an overwhelming citrus flavor but there's like a pop mm-hmm. of like lemon and tangerine. Yeah. That just come like it just pops up. And it's just like a little fun like like uh, one of those shitty uh, New Year's Eve. Party confetti,
0: popper, yeah. Oh, that you buy at the dollar
2: store. Yeah, and they yeah. barely yeah. spurt out. <laughs> yeah, and that it's that's like every that's like every taste of just like every taste I'm getting a little uh you know pop of is confetti that's citrus, lemon, and uh, tangerine. That's that's a fair assessment. But it but it fizzles like out. Like that analogy. Yeah, but it I, I for me it fizzles out into this dryness that I'm like I, I'm not behind at
0: the moment. Right, I agree with that. Let's keep sipping on it and let's see what's uh sure what's new in the world of beer steve you got anything well i just got a
2: couple things i wanted to run through real quick i don't have too too much in the way new of beer but uh i wanted to give a shout out to the import taste podcast they gave us a shout out on a recent episode so i'll just return that favor oh fantastic listen to those guys they're based out of pittsburgh and they run a comedy podcast but they also
0: enjoy their craft beer
2: so oh. that, well, makes us good, that makes some good eggs in our book. That's <laughs> right.
1: We might have to do a crossover episode with them sometimes. Yeah. In poor taste. Check them out.
0: Um, another
2: shout out I wanted to give to uh, is Kelsey Stone. She was a guest on episode nine when we did the Wedding Bell Brews. And we're bringing in beers for her wedding. She recently took a trip to Colorado and brought me back a six pack. Of a very special beer that I can only get in Colorado so it, that I'm in love with.
1: It was very funny when when Kelsey took it out of the fridge, because I was in the kitchen when this happened. She took it out of the fridge and handed it to Steve, and you could see his face light up like it was Christmas. I mean, he it, his heart grew with three sizes that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True story, but I'm not going to
2: reveal what beer that is. Because we'll probably have it on the show in a future episode. And I'm looking forward to it. So keep
0: on listening. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Set set the hook.
2: Set the hook. Set the hook. hook. And uh, the next thing I just wanted to touch on, which will probably lead more into the news and going on, is uh, I just wanted to again thank everybody who came out last week. For our episode on the Brutal Beer Fest, Meg Evans from Rock Bottom, James Evans from Spoonwood, Brian Howell from Grey and Nick Miller from uh, the Black Forge Coffee House. I just wanted to give them all a shout out and a thank you. Sam,
0: you actually really missed a good time last I was going to yeah. say, that's quite the motley crew that yeah. you guys uh, got to hang out with. I'm kind of jealous, especially given that Spoonwood is right by my house, and I love going to that brewery. I'm there
1: probably a couple times a month. It, it was a good time, good group of people, good conversation. I mean, it was some of the most fun I had on a podcast in a long time.
0: Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, you know, duty called, and I had to be out of town. So Duty. He said, (laughs) "Daddy," but uh, Uh, you guys are so mature for this.
2: But uh, I just wanted to get into that. that Thanking those guys leads us into this weekend. Holy shit! This weekend. (laughs) Holy shit! This weekend of boy, oh boy, there's a lot of beer and just other events going on in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's a busy
0: weekend for the city of Pittsburgh. It is. This is the weekend where, if you're sitting at home with nothing to do, that is your own damn fault. Right. You screwed up somehow. Exactly. (laughs) There is fun stuff everywhere. So let's try to rattle off the list and see how much we can come (laughs) up with.
2: And this this is all just Saturday the 9th. But let's see. We got Brutal Beer Fest, obviously. We've been talking about that nonstop because I'm going and I'm excited to go.
0: (laughs) And that's from 2 to 10 at uh, Mr. Mr. Small's Smalls Theater in Millville. It's actually.
2: Uh, it's one thirty if you have a VIP ticket and 2.30 if you have general admission.
1: Okay. But, yeah. And not to be outdone, there's also the Big poor this weekend, one of the preeminent uh, beer events in Pittsburgh on the, the calendar. Which, surprisingly, they have not completely sold out. No, and I think it's because there's just so many gangbusters options that day. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and they, they simply can't compete. Yeah, and and that's (laughs) that's not a knock on the event because it's going to be an awesome event. Oh yeah, Big Poor's always been awesome. So many other options, and that's where I'm going this weekend. Mm -hmm. Is I'll be at the uh, the evening session of the Big Poor. Uh, but that's just getting started. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I know you have plans as well.
0: I got plans. Now mine aren't really of the craft beer variety. I'm oh, but head- they could be. <laughs> I'm headed out to the country and probably going to be drinking a lot of Bud Light <laughs> at a country music tailgate. But you know, one of the premier artists in country music uh, today is Luke Bryan, and whether you like country music or not, that guy draws a crowd. So always has a great tailgate going, great concert. So headed out there with the wife and a few friends, and we're gonna set up shop At a tailgate, play some cornhole, drink some beer, grill some food, and then go see a great concert. So, uh, you know, I probably won't be sampling too much craft beer this weekend, mm-hmm. but, you know, at the same time, what the hell? I'll drink some Bud Light when in Rome, in the country, that's, that's what right. you do. So, you know, maybe I'll even, you know, go real crazy and get a, get a case of Bush. <laughs> <laughs> I'll really be, a, you know, drink really with the locals. In? Yeah, really fit in. Yeah, you're just going to
1: hand that out to hobos?
0: <laughs> no, that's where you get it. You pick it up from hobos. <laughs> I was going to say, Hobo Charlie and his bush cart. Yeah. All you need to do is tailgate one country music festival out at uh, Key Bank Pavilion, Adam, and you'll understand what all this means.
1: (laughs) I understand. I I understand what it's like to to drink with country folk.
0: It's fun. It is. It is. They they are a great time. I will say that. Everybody's... uh...
1: Everybody's always there to party, that's for sure. So those are only three of the events. I know there's more events going on. Well, yeah, those are
2: probably one of the bigger detractors from all these events in Pittsburgh is because people are going to be leaving the city and traveling all the way to Happy Valley out in Center County to see
1: the Pitt vs. Penn State game. And I'm kind of jealous I, I wasn't able to go this year. Yeah. So I had to fill the void with delicious, delicious beers. I had a great time <laughs> instead. Well, you might have a little elbow room this year. How about I that?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, i tell you what, as expensive as the big poor is in comparison to other beer fests, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than a trip out to Happy Valley for <laughs> <over laughs> that game. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're going to get the most bang for your buck this year. <laughs> Although last year was a good game. I mean, unfortunately for you guys as Penn Staters, the results didn't swing in your favor, but no good game. Nonetheless. Yeah, I think uh, a room at the Penn
1: Stater would
2: cost more. <laughs>
1: Probably, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's gonna run you more than a ticket to the Big Four. So mm-hmm. for the whole family, yes. So one of the other things going on, uh, actually happening down at the Carrie Furnace, uh, where we had, we were at a previous beer fest back in May. Yeah, we did beers of the Berg we in May. We did beers of the Berg. Uh, there's actually another event uh, going on that's not beer related. Uh, although I did want to give a shout out there. It's the Steeltown Shakedown. Uh, it's a classic car show down there at the Curry Furnace, which I believe is going to be a very cool venue for that. Okay. Uh, but the reason I wanted to uh, bring that up is uh, one, of, one of the local bands, uh, the Turbosonics. I know you guys have never heard of them. Nope. Nope. Uh, but they, they uh, specialize in surf rock. And they are a very good band. They will be playing down there on Saturday night. Uh, do, they
2: do, do they just do Dick Dale covers? or
1: uh, In that genre, okay. yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if they actually played their own songs or if they just A little bit covers. of both. A little bit of both. Okay, all right. Uh, but if you are down there at the Carry Furnace, go check them out. They're a great band. They're a good time. Uh, and obviously, uh, uh, beyond bands, there's going to be cars there. There's going to be food there. Uh, there's going to be just a good time. If you're in that area, go check it out. Do all of them look like Spicoli
0: from Fast Times? No. <laughs> oh. That would be cool. Well, maybe the one. <laughs> maybe the one. At least if one of them does. One of them has to. Gotta get like surfer shirt, have it unbuttoned, <laughs> long blonde hair. Yeah, how many stoner how, ambiance. How,
2: how many guys in their 40s are gonna be wearing puka shells at this event? All of them? I might no, might no. okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I might avoid.
1: <laughs> Focus I know, shells.
2: No thanks.
1: <laughs> what else is there?
0: Well, I, there, there is one more. W- Yeah, there is one more, and I don't know if I'm going to mention it. I was actually thinking of something a little bit more exciting to me. What's that? Well, why don't you just mention them both? All right. Well, (laughs) well, I didn't even know about this until Steve told me about it, but there's apparently the Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel Bar Crawl this weekend. Yep. Also (laughs) occurring down in Pittsburgh, I think on the North Shore.
2: It's a a 90s bar crawl set on by some promotional company, whatever it is. It's winding through downtown. I don't really have the details because I didn't care that much, but all I did see on the ad was that Kel Mitchell is going to be drinking
0: at our bars, I guess. Wow. Yeah. So I guess if you're into the 90s, into Kel Mitchell, ever wanted an ch- opportunity to meet him in Pittsburgh, now is your chance. Get down to the city on the 9th. Hopefully you have something better to do, but if you don't <laughs> wow. and you're completely out of ideas, you know, there's always that. So. Yeah. So what was the second thing you had on your mind? Well, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and this is this is not detracting from people going to Beer Fest this weekend, but it is something that's very exciting, I, th- I think at least, is that... Pittsburgh got a new brewery last week. Oh, that's right, they did. They did. Eleventh Hour Brewing in Lawrenceville opened up. And I myself, I wanted, unfortunately I was traveling for work last week or I would have went down for the either the soft or the grand opening, but didn't get a chance to go down for that or this weekend yet, so I'm anxious to check this place out. But yeah, it opened, um, I think it's right either on Butler Street or right off Butler Street, but right down in the heart of Lawrenceville in the Main Strip. And, you know, we've all had 11th Hour beers mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Beers of the Bird right. multiple times. A couple other beer fests here and there. They've popped up and and sampled their beer to us. And, yeah, I've, I've, I've always really enjoyed it. So I'm very excited. I have no idea what their place looks like, but I'm very excited to get down there and check that one out. It's one I've been looking forward to a while. It's been a couple years in the making for them to get this place open. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that they finally did.
1: They have finally crested the hill. They are finally in operation.
0: Yes, they are here. So that actually puts, what, three breweries right there in Lawrenceville. Now you have Hop Farm, Roundabout, right. and 11th Hour. Yep. And that's like right on the main strip. I mean, there's obviously more you uh, also right have, around there. You but. have Arsenal if you want to count that, the Cidery. Yeah, that's true. The Cidery yeah. is right there as well, so... A lot of uh, a lot of exciting stuff these days in lawrenceville so but yeah 11th it's hour brewing brilliant. get
1: yeah. out <laughs> go be, enjoy this beautiful town i uh, know yeah. i'll, I'll have a good weekend sooner than later but <laughs> have yes. a good weekend
2: and if you're listening to this past the weekend <laughs> well uh, i hope you had a good weekend <laughs> yes and i hope that you did find one of these events yes. while you're out <laughs> and if you didn't
0: hell 11th hour isn't closed at any time soon, Exactly. So go check that place out. <laughs> 11th hour closed Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crap, no.
0: I don't even know what their hours of operation no. are, but I know they're not open every day. So, All right. All right, well, let's get back to this beer. And to remind everybody, we are drinking the Stone Delicious IPA. Uh, which to me is very delicious. I'll I'll just say that right now. It's one that I would choose to serve to my friends at a football party, preferably watching the Steelers take a victory over the Cleveland Browns or any other team that they might be playing. But once again, I love this beer. Uh, it's citrusy. It's got a great hop flavor to it. It's not overpowering. Um, yeah, leaves a nice hop aftertaste in my mouth. and. I honestly have no complaints. Like I said, I love, love stone beers and they always brew a boatload of delicious IPAs. So, you know, it's usually one of my go-to breweries. So Adam, how about you? You're not generally an IPA guy. What'd you think of this after a few more sips?
1: Uh, The streak continues. (laughs) Of course it does. (laughs) I, I, I gave it an honest shake. I know I, I kind of poo-pooed it before I even tried it, but. Steve set me straight, try it first before you knock And I tried it, and now I'm gonna knock it. <laughs> the dryness on it, it overpowered what hoppiness was there. it's not a huge hop, hop bomb, which is, which is good. Um, the hop profile is there, but it's not unpleasant. The dryness, unfortunately, uh, kicks into overdrive and kinda, that's what drives the taste of the beer. And I'm not a big fan of that. Would I finish the model? Absolutely. If you handed me another one, I I might hesitate a little bit to drink it. Well, I've come to one of my football
0: parties. That drink. might be what you're drinking. Oh. Or bring bring your own. I'll oh, bring my own. <laughs> and I'll share with you as well. I appreciate that. Variety is the spice of life. So true. true. All right, Esteban, what did you think?
2: Uh, for me, strangely enough, the more I drank it, the dryness abated a little bit, but it's still, I don't know, it, it's just not fresh enough for me. It's not refreshing enough for me to just want to drink a bunch of these. I think uh, I like the flavor. I think it's a really good IPA that could be paired with like some fresh foods and stuff like that, but it's not something I wanna just sit around and drink. Mm-hmm. So I like I like it in one way, but not in the utility that we're thinking of for this episode.
1: I gotcha. Yeah, yeah that's that makes fair. sense. I, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I like,
2: I like the flavor. It's got a really good like fresh citrus flavor, but the overall drinking experience for me is just uh, not something that I would have as like a session drinker you know kind of a one and done yeah it's kind of a one and done and i'd probably want to move on to something else or at least switch back and forth between this and something else so but uh, yeah that's my thoughts on it
0: very nice well Nation, there's only one way for you to figure out if you think that the delicious IPA is as delicious as the bottle says it is. And that I say it is, at least. Um, so, check it out. By Stone, the delicious IPA. Remember, it's a gluten-reduced beer. So, if you are truly gluten-free, don't drink this beer. Go to Oryx instead. <laughs> <laughs> Go to instead. If you're just faking it, then try the beer. You'll be all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you're just faking it for attention, <laughs> you can have this and like be like, no, no,
0: it's gluten-reduced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's trendy. Alrighty, Well... That's our first beer. We're, uh, we're done with the one o'clock games. Next segment, we're moving on to the four. We're moving to somebody else's house and we're going to try some more delicious beer and see what Adam is serving up for us. Stay tuned. back hop nation we are here and we are ready to watch some more football so in segment one we tried the stone delicious IPA And we watch the Steelers defeat the Cleveland Browns. Yay! And in this segment, it just so happens that the Steelers are now playing again. They've traveled down to Baltimore, and they're playing the Ravens (laughs) for the 430 game. (laughs) So they're on the move today. And, you know, this Sunday is unlike any other Sunday because they're taking on the entire AFC North in (laughs) one friggin' day. And they are going to sweep them. So as we watch the Steelers and the Ravens uh, play we are headed over to Adam's house. And Adam has a very special beer for Steve and myself that we're gonna be drinking throughout the duration of this game. Adam,
1: what Mm -hmm. are we Mm -hmm. having next? What are you serving us? Well, uh, a little bit of humble pie, I hope. hope. Uh, You hope. I do, I really do. Uh, This is uh, from a brewery we have tried before and it didn't go so well for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the uh, the good people of Evil Twin mm-hmm. Brewing. Uh, I sure you guys remember the Sour Bikini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing the uh, the daggers being thrown my way by Steve tells me he definitely remembers. Uh, this is the Tropical Itch. Pepperidge Farm remembers, and
0: so do I. <laughs> that's right, and that's two. Uh, now, what is the, what is the Tropical Bitch? No, 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 the Tropical Itch. Oh, that's right. The Tropical Bitch is actually a fantastic IPA, yeah. Citra IPA from Flying Dog Brewery in Baltimore, yeah. Maryland. That's a good beer. This one has dropped the B. <laughs> so you said Evil Twin and I just my mind immediately went to Tropical Bitch because I was like, Oh, I really like that beer. And maybe that beer would just turn into it, but it didn't. We don't it's know. still the Evil no, Twin. Uh
1: this is this is not an IPA. Uh, this is actually a uh brilliant device. Okay. Uh, Which we've had on the show before. Uh, This is a Berliner Weiss uh, that is brewed with passion fruit. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm serving this to you guys is it is very early in the season, which means it is still summertime. We're still cusp of summer, yeah. Yeah. So, I feel that this is a very good summer beer. Now if and when it becomes later in the season and I'm still serving this, it's because I don't want winter to come around. I am a summer person, and well, I'm and I'm grasping at straws as best as I can to keep it around as long as possible. Or so, you're just
0: trying to clean out your fridge. Because <laughs> you bought an entire case. Everybody tried one and was like, oh, no, no. No, no, <laughs> no more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> water, please. Water. <laughs> so this comes in at 4.5 ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a little bit lighter than what Sam brought. Okay, so it's or, a sessionable one. Yes, and that was another reason for it is because... You can drink, you know, a couple of them during a game. One a quarter. Right, one a quarter. (laughs) One a quarter. (laughs) So let's crack this bad boy open. Uh, It comes in a can this time around. so
0: We'll see where it goes. Now, one thing I will say, and I, you That's know, we've we've shit on a fair number of beers here on this podcast, and you know, I think like twenty four, six episodes. I think we've only really done four that that we
1: <laughs> truly didn't like.
0: Yeah. But one thing I will say is, and this is will come to the surprise of no one, but I'm I'm not a fan of the Evil Twin Brewery. Mm-hmm. I've probably had six or seven beers from them at this point in time, and have really disliked them all. And they're at the point where I will actually, I'll continue to try their beer if somebody else purchases it and says hey you know you want to give this a shot but i'm at the point where i will literally not buy any of their beer anymore because i don't like it i uh but i'm happy to try this adam
2: i I, i'm you're (laughs) you're serving this is your house so
0: you know I'm, i'm ready for steelers ravens that's the main thing right now
2: yeah i'm very much in the same boat as you sam that i've had a number of them and i'm just completely disaffected by it like i do not like the brewery anymore i did give them one more chance and i tried i believe it's the even more jesus or the uh even more coco jesus the like that? even more coco jesus that's what i had yeah i had the even more coco jesus which was a, an imperial stout with maple syrup and coconut and i have to say i thoroughly enjoyed that beer so they are off the edge so so for me i will still buy beers to try them <laughs> sam won't buy them anymore i'll no. still buy them to try them but they're still very much on the edge of me just washing my hands of the whole affair.
1: So theoretically, <laughs> this is another beer
2: that could push them right off the edge. It very well could. Okay. If, if this is bad, I'm
1: probably not going to buy any more of their beer. All right. <laughs> uh, well, let's get back to this beer at hand. Yeah. Uh, it is a Berliner Weiss. Uh, which means it's probably going to have a very pale look to it. And it does. And it's very, very does. light in
0: color. Uh, yeah. Straw, and, hazy as fuck, but
1: right. not
2: full of sediment. Right,
1: though. Sediment. No sediment. No
0: sediment in here. That would be gross. Yes.
1: Uh, when I poured it out, it had a very nice white, fluffy head uh, on yeah. all the pores. However, it did dissipate rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think that's uh, uh, apart from anything you would see with the style.
0: Right. No, I don't think so. You don't usually see a ton of that on
1: Berlin. A Berliner Weiss. A Berliner Weiss. That is a good beer style to say. Yeah, Berliner Weiss.
0: And it's a very good beer style to drink, too. Mm-hmm. I've had a number of Berliner Weisses that I've
2: thoroughly enjoyed. We had one last week. With the Ale Satan by Full Pint. Oh, really? Yeah. That one was very good. Yes, It, it yeah. was a cherry Berven- Berliner Weiss. Mm. Brewed with scorpion peppers. You That's, missed that one. That you would have loved really that good. One. Yeah, You that would have liked that
0: one. Very, I really like Full
1: Pint a lot. They brew some yeah. damn good beers. <sighs> All
0: right. Let's All smell right.
1: it. So, On the nose, I can definitely smell some of the passion fruit in there. Smells.
2: Mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: the passion fruit is there. It smells
2: sour. I'm getting a real fruit juice flavor <laughs> off the smell like, like 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 a juicy juice yeah exactly like a juicy juice concentrate hmm. <laughs> i'm not i'm not enjoying what i'm smelling because it smells like something i'd get at a lunch cafeteria all right then
0: just saying that's that's what i'm getting so far i'm getting a very tart smell but yeah that makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah um, that, I'm reserving my judgment. Right. <laughs> right. I'm, it looks like a Verleter device. It smells like a Verleter device. So we'll, <laughs> let's,
2: we'll see what it tastes like. Let's <laughs> taste it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the worst taste.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. Praise it... from Caesar. It's
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was good. <laughs> but one thing I will say is, I mean, it, it, does, it does have a nice sour aftertaste to it. You can taste the passion fruit. It's it, has, ad- it has a nice tartness. Yeah. It is as advertised. That's true, it is
2: it is as advertised. I'm still not a, the biggest fan of like sours and tart ales like this, like right off the bat, and I prefer them to be less sour and less tart, and I prefer them to be less sour and less tart than what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, if you're a fan of that, you'll probably enjoy this. This isn't, this isn't actively bad or uh, lazily made as I've found other evil twin beers to be.
1: So this must be what it's like to be on the other side of the conversation when we're talking IPAs. Yeah, <laughs> and I have to talk about them.
2: Right. Yes, you have to carry this one and sell people on it. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of. I guess for you it's more of a style. This is more of a brewery for Steve and I. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's 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 a fair point. And I tell you what, I, you know, this is this is something from Evil Twin that, um, you know. I, I can't even believe it's coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> I'm actually enjoying this beer. I think it's it's a little bit on the sour side, and I do like sours. I like beers that are tart. Um, it's leaving a little bit of uh, like a warhead flavor in my mouth. It's making yeah. me pucker a little yeah. too much. That, that would really be my only criticism, but it has the flavor of Berliner Weiss. I like the addition of passion fruit. It's not overpowering, but you can definitely taste it. And, you know, it's it's got all the characteristics there. So I'd say if I had to critique it a little, it's a little bit sour uh, on the back end, and it lingers a little bit, kind of like the Warheads yeah. do. Yeah, you're,
2: you're exactly mm-hmm. right on that. I'm puckering exactly the same way I would when I ate Warheads as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's checking all the
1: boxes. It's just whether or not you want to have the boxes. Right. Yeah. 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 This, is, this, is, this is not bad.
2: All right. Well, I guess we'll continue to sip on this. Maybe I won't, but... If you don't want it, I'll drink it. That's fine.
1: I am enjoying this beer. That's fine. You guys can enjoy this. I, I am enjoying the, the tartness of it. Like Sam said, yes, it is definitely on the sour to tart side of, of the Berliner Weiss spectrum. That's okay. Uh, it, it almost just goes into straight up sour territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does, which I'm not a fan of, so... <laughs> So it, the addition of the Passion Fruit, I like that. It kind of is a, a side spike in terms of flavor where it kind of they kind of ride in parallel. The sourness and the Passion Fruit kind of ride parallel on the palate. I like that. Uh, one doesn't overpower the other, uh, in my opinion. And uh, I think it pairs very well. I think Passion Fruit and a Berliner Weiss or a Sour is a, is a good call.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this question then. Sure. If you ran a major sports stadium... Would you be selling this? Is this something that you would try to trick people into <laughs> drinking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. Okay. If I, if I was selling beer uh, out to the, the common areas, uh, if I had to send vendors out into the stands, would I, would I send cans of this out there? No. Okay. No. Uh, if there are, and I know this is a growing trend in stadiums to have a much better craft beer selection... Would I put it on tap? Would I put it in the coolers? Absolutely. Okay Absolutely. Because this is true to the style uh, that it that it's supposed to that it's supposed to be. And if somebody wants a Berliner Weiss or wants a sour or something like that, this is this is a, a good example of that. And I think people would enjoy it if they know what a Berliner Weiss is, and that is something they're looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree and I you know, that's, that's one of my favorite things about going to sporting events now. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit with, with you guys because we've all been to sporting events. And I, I know at least myself, I've been to, to events with all four of the major sports. And one of the trends that you're seeing that's popping up right now that's really exciting is that you're seeing craft beer in stadiums. And not even just, just craft beer in stadiums, but craft beer bars mm-hmm. in stadiums. Yep. Now, have either of you been to PNC Park, which is our you know Pittsburgh Pirates baseball? stadium oh yeah well yeah section 131 the pa craft area that's right that's where yeah Mm -hmm. that's
2: probably one of the first pop-ups that we're seeing that i mean i can think of right off the bat but maybe
0: that's just because i'm local Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they actually have three craft beer bars at least that i know of Mm -hmm. in pnc park now they have the 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 local bar, the local PA craft station where they serve probably, what would you say, there's probably about eight to ten different choices in there between bottle and cans of local PA craft beers. So Which are always rotating. As which well. are always mm-hmm. rotating. I know Grist House is going to be down there soon. Really? Uh, they're lot, actually lot. there now with Firehouse.
2: Yeah, Fire on the Hill. My with bad. F- fire on the, hill. Yeah, fire the last, on the Hill.
0: The last time I was there, Mindful Brewing was there. Really? Which, I mean, relatively new brewery in the South Hills. Mm-hmm. Very oh, cool. cool. Within the past year, yep. which is very exciting. Um, you know, I've seen Voodoo Brewery there, Hop Farms consistently there, so that's a really cool thing. You can get some local craft beer. But you know, even if you're not into the local craft scene, and you know, we're not huge fans of Blockhouse, but Blockhouse actually sponsors a bar there, uh. and they <laughs> they serve their they serve Blockhouse right, beer, but right. they also serve other craft oh, beer right, there as good. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they have their own bar within the stadium, and and the nice thing is, I don't know if you guys guys have took notice, but the prices. Now, when you go to a baseball game, a football game, you can expect the inflated prices, but they're not really much inflated compared to an icy light or a Bud Light. <laughs> right. It's almost the
1: exact yeah, same yeah. price. <laughs> yeah. And the one thing that I like is when I go to a ball game, I don't necessarily need to be drinking a 24-ounce can of beer there, which you're going to be getting with a lot of your macros, your your Bud Heavies, your Millers, things like that. With with the craft beer there, you can get a 12 or a 16-ounce pour there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a lot more manageable yeah that's that's the way i like to enjoy it because a, a two four that takes a long time to drink you know it
0: does but you know that that to me is almost ruining the craft or the baseball experience if I go I'm plopping down a nice big plate of nachos or some really great food crab fries at the the baseball game I want a good craft beer nothing's going to ruin my experience or (laughs) like an icy light tall boy that I just paid 13 bucks for that you paid
2: 13 bucks for is 24 ounces and then sits in the sun and gets warm yeah exactly (laughs) yep
1: oh oh. I'd, I'd rather just get a better beer that I can essentially drink quicker
0: exactly like you said More manageable. (laughs) And they usually are pouring them out of 16-ounce drafts. So, you know, it's not that much. No, no, no. Not that much less. I mean, I I like that. You know, one thing I'd like to see more of, and, and this might be just based on the sport, but baseball... Baseball is really blowing it out of the water right now really craft are. craft beer. Outside of any of the other three major sports, baseball seems to be right. where craft beer is popping up. And I was actually at a game in Baltimore, went down to watch an Orioles game last year, and Flying Dog, I can't remember if they had a bar there or they just had a stand or something, but you could get like four or five flying dog beers there. So, I mean, they're out of Frederick, Maryland, which is just north of Baltimore, and, they, you know, they're down
1: there, they've, they've made their presence known, and they want people drinking their beer. I, when I went to Fenway this spring uh, for opening day, Harpoon was there. Yeah. Uh, they had cans of Harpoon, their, their Campwood of which is a very good beer. I really enjoy it. Very good beer. I like that yeah, one a lot. That was that's available all over the place in that ballpark, and that's, that's a, an old-school ballpark that's something you expect to see a you know a bud heavy and that's it Mm -hmm. but they've also expanded out to to get the craft beer industry involved as well yeah i mean i guess maybe you
2: would expect that years and years ago but i I think sam adams was probably Mm -hmm. being it so close they were probably in that ballpark (laughs) (laughs) Uh, quicker than any other craft brewery was in Mm -hmm. any other ballpark so I think, you know, they they may have been vouching and they they were the prototype right. for what we're seeing now with all the craft beer that we see in stadiums. And even though like you said, Sam, baseball's hitting it out of the park. Ah. I but uh I, I, I did a little research, I did a little reading, and one of the stadiums that is actually ranked pretty high for craft beer experiences is the Cleveland Browns Stadium. <laughs> I don't want to give them props, but I uh, will give them a little props in this segment for this. Well, I assume Great Lakes Brewing is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, they 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 have an official canning program, in which they bring in just a whole bunch of different local breweries. I think I read it's something like they have sixty different craft beers in there. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, they have to give the fans a reason to come. The right. team doesn't do a good right. job of that. Uh, <laughs> their, their stadium is probably known as a craft beer bar now. It's not <laughs> even known <laughs> as a football stadium. Yeah. Oh, we got 60 different kind of types of craft beer. Come in. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, while you're here, take a look down on the field. You'll see a bunch of Browns players running around.
2: And uh, cans are only 11 bucks. Right on. Yeah, not too bad for them.
0: <laughs> no, that's not too shabby. Yeah. And that's nice to see in football because I know you know, Heinz Field does not have that. No. And I think that's because, at least from, you know, the, the the games that I have been to down there, the one thing I noticed that the fans care about at Steeler Games is, of course, the Steelers getting that victory. But if they could care about another thing there, it's getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and as quickly as possible. Yes, I, I don't think people there are as worried about craft beer. They want those big <laughs> Miller Light tall boys for 15 bucks. I think they are at the Steelers game or somewhere around right, like $13. Yeah. Bucks. Uh, and they just... to drink as many of them as they possibly can yeah (laughs) we're not interested in (laughs) which is a trend that i would like to see change because you know i you want to get i don't know that's not classy to do at a football game don't you want to see the game
2: remember the game i mean honestly i think we might be one of the old holdouts on this mentality as far as football goes uh with the the getting wasted on icy light (laughs) uh you know like like I said the Browns are making progress as far as this I I actually read that the the Detroit Lions Ford Field and maybe this is because they're shitty franchises that they have to resort to other ways of getting people in uh but you know Ford's Field is doing well of course of course you would expect the Seattle Seahawks to way be prepping up on the. oh absolutely (laughs) yeah they're way ahead of the game on as far as uh craft beer goes and the 49ers are the same way because I think again that's a shitty team in <laughs> <laughs> a market full of people who don't necessarily care about football but they got money but they're young and up and coming so yep. they do care about craft beer yes they do <laughs> yeah that is true so I think because Pittsburgh Steeler fans are mostly still old mill workers <laughs> they're, they're not willing to bring in these new flavors into their life they just want to drink the same kind of you know. Swill? Yeah, yeah. thanks.
0: <laughs> and the sto- the Steelers are such a storied franchise. Exactly. I mean, it's like, what, 20 years to be on the season ticket list before right. you actually get yeah. tickets. So, I mean... It's not like they have a, they have any trouble <laughs> at all, Phila <laughs> Field, exactly. every year for every game. <laughs> they don't need they don't need the options and
2: the ballyhoo to bring people in. Right. <laughs> you want to be in for a Steelers game, so yeah, I can see why we don't have that now. PNC Park. I was gonna say now, contrary
0: to what we were talking about earlier, it's maybe maybe because the Pirates do suck year to year and have had right. very few successful seasons in the last couple decades. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why they're trying to bring new fans in while they can. And
1: one of the things they're doing outside of craft beer uh, is they're actually offering wine as well. Hmm, this, really? is, this is the first year that they're offering wine in the stands.
0: Huh. Oh, and I did not know that. They, somewhere... do, they, do they have a sommelier just walking
1: around <laughs> with a bottle draped over their arm? With, with a towel on the arm? <laughs> No, it's not that fancy. Uh, it's definitely in a pre-sealed... Get your rosé here! <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely in a pre sealed container. Okay. Uh, but like a box? <laughs> it, pretty much it's Franzia, but. Fair enough. But it's in the ballpark. Yeah. And I, this is their first year for it, and I don't know of any other ballparks that do that.
0: I, I don't know any personally, so no. I don't, I, I don't know if I've ever seen wine served at a sporting event. I've seen it at a concert in a sports arena before, but yeah. never at, like, a football game or a baseball game. Right. People are drinking wine. So, so the sporting events that uh, I
2: think they would sell wine at are ones we don't go to. Tennis, polo, cricket.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you got to know what a crumpet is to know anything about cricket. Uh, about curling? No, probably not curling. No, are you kidding me? That's Molson.
2: <laughs> What's yeah. The, What's the one? Oh, croquet matches. I'm pretty sure they sell wine. Yeah.
0: How about equestrian? Yeah. There's got to be wine yeah, there. Yeah,
2: yeah, anything equestrian. Anything <laughs> yeah. with the polo or just that that goofy-ass dancing they do. That stupid shit. The show
1: pony stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's somehow an Olympic sport. I don't get that and at all. It's, ugh, terrible. All right, well, let's get back to something else, I guess, that may or may not be a really good time, and that's... Uh, this beer from Evil Twin called the Tropical Itch. Not to be confused with the Tropical Bitch, which is also brewed with passion fruit. Yeah, definitely don't confuse it
2: with the uh, the other. No. <laughs> wow.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Steve. Then, then what, Steve, what is your review you thing?
2: <laughs> okay, so we started the segment by saying how Sam and I are not big fans of the Evil Twin Brewing Company. And we already had a bad record on the show. And for me, that bad record is going to continue. Not a fan. I'm going to make the caveat, though, that I think this is more because of I don't like the style, personally. So, subjectively, it's not a, it's not a knock on Evil Twin this time. Right, right. I just subjectively don't like the style enough to enjoy it. It, so, it, it, it smells too much like Juicy Juice.
1: <laughs> so, it was doomed to fail before it even
2: got to your Well, it, was, your it, it wasn't doomed to fail. It's just, it's, it's a style that has to work. To make me like it. And this one didn't work to make me like it.
1: Okay.
2: Uh it just smells too much like juicy juice, like I said. (laughs) Smells like concentrate food aisle. (laughs) Oh my. Uh, and it has that warhead pucker taste to it Hmm. that just doesn't do it for me. So I'm not so I'm not dropping Evil Twin down because of this one. But I don't like this either.
1: (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: (laughs) Sam, what were your thoughts on the Tropical Itch? So here are my thoughts on the Tropical Itch. When we first took sips of this at the beginning of the segment, I said that it wasn't bad and that I was enjoying it. However, (laughs) the more I I drink it, the more it gets to me. And and by that I mean, it's just too sour. I started to allude to that at the beginning, but I hadn't had enough sips to clearly make that distinction if I was gonna like it or not. But it's like, I, I I made the comparison to a Warhead earlier. That's all right you know when you have when you have a warhead candy and you eat it all right you suck on it it's sour it's good Uh maybe after that first warhead you have another warhead <laughs> you kind of like that one it's not bad then you might have a third one, and you're like, "All right, now I feel kind of feel like my teeth are starting to rot from the inside out." <laughs> and after that, you know, you have one more flavor of warhead, so you eat that one, and by the time you eat the fourth one, you don't like it at all anymore. <laughs> you don't want the warheads. You've that's kind of yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting with this beer. You know, at first step it was great. It's true to the style, um, which is one thing that I, I will give props to for Evil Twin. That it tastes like a Berliner Weiss. I, I do like the passion fruit that's in it. But, you know, the aftertaste is just too sour. And, you know, after a couple sips, I just didn't want any more of it. And, you know, I hate to say that because I thought I thought I was going to be able to give Evil Twin one <laughs> at the beginning. I really did. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I, I could barely get through half a taster glass of it. And I just don't want any more. It's just too sour for me. And it's it's not leaving a nice, clean feeling in my mouth. <laughs> it's almost like I was actually a little bit sick uh, this this past week. And uh, Janie had some uh, some vitamin C powder laying around the house. Mm-hmm. You know, if you take mass amounts of vitamin C. It's supposed to help your immunity. And I was I was taking that with some water, and it, it leaves such a soury, citrusy taste in your mouth that you can feel it all over your teeth. That after you 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 drink it with the water, you have to have a glass of just plain water afterwards right. mm-hmm. to get that off of your teeth. That's how my teeth feel right now, (laughs) and not like I just cleaned them off, like I just had a huge packet of vitamin C powder, kind of like the Emergencies, Yeah, Uh, and I'm ready to cleanse my palate of this, and it's a knock-on evil twin, but I I didn't want to give it to him, but I am, because that's just
2: how I feel, so. How about you, Adam? There you go. (laughs) Adam,
1: (laughs) what you say. We'll we'll end it on a nice note. (laughs) I like it. Okay. I like it. Uh, Now, obviously... Steve, you are not a fan of the Sowers and the Berliner Weisses right. in general. Right. Now, obviously, there are exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Uh, just like I have exceptions to the rule when it comes to IPAs. hmm I like this beer. Now, I will say that this is something that I will agree with Sam, uh, where he stated the, the warhead mentality kind of came into play here. However, to me, this is something where I can only drink one or two of instead of having to drink a six pack throughout the entire afternoon yeah. watching two or three football games. This is something where I would drink one or two of, switch it to something else, maybe come back again. Do like it. Would I be drinking it all afternoon? No. no. Okay. But I do like it. It is very true to the style, uh, in in my estimation. I'd like it, I would drink it again.
0: Alrighty. Sounds good. So Steelers are just finishing up playing the Ravens here for the 4.30 game. We'll give you the result when we come back for segment three right after this quick break. But then we're headed over to Steve's house for Sunday Night Football. It's headed on to NBC. What's the start time on those games? About 8.30, 8, 830 yeah,
1: something 8, like 8, that.
0: Yeah, so we'll be ready to see what uh, Steve has for us for our uh, conclusion to our Sunday football drinking experience. Hey, okay, Hop Nation, we're back, and we got one question for you. Are you ready for some football? Wait, that's Monday Night Football, for isn't it? Bro. Monday Night
2: Party! I don't know if they're, do they still say, are you ready for some football? Or did no. they fire Charlie Daniels? No, he, that was Hank Williams Jr. Hank, Hank Williams Hank Jr. Hank yeah, Jr. and he yeah. got in
1: trouble four yeah, or five yeah. years ago. I think he said something racist.
0: Yeah.
2: So did they put a new song in? I don't know. I don't watch
0: football. Well, Sunday night's Carrie Underwood. And yeah. that's what we're talking about here for the segment. Mm-hmm. More so importantly, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Something like that. I'm, sure. That's it. Yeah, I'm I'm just enjoying her legs. Alright, so <laughs> she got a set of stems on her. It's also got a set of pipes. She's it's in concert. Good. I've yeah. seen her. Good for her. Green. Now we watched that 430 game, and guys, I have to say that Raven Steelers game was close. Steelers narrowly beat them by a score of 116 to 2. <laughs> I don't know how the Ravens got two points. I guess they got a safety there in there somehow, but it's almost like we're playing Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 1-6-2. Tech mobile. So the Steelers are two for O here. Two and <laughs> two for O. <laughs> two for O <Oba. laughs> Two and o on Sunday. And they are heading to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. And we are headed to Steve's house to try our last beer. And enjoy our last football party of the day. So, Steve, what are we having next for your uh, little gathering? So, when we set out the original intention of this
2: episode to find a beer that we would serve as a football party beer, mm-hmm. why you had already done mine on a previous episode? <laughs> That was... If you go back to episode 20, the, uh, the Straub Ridgetop Runner. Oh, yeah. That's a, that Vienna Lager from Straub, which is more of a signature series. Mm-hmm. I feel like a Vienna Lager is a perfect beer to serve at a football party, but we know I hate yingling, <laughs> so I would serve something else. I, but I think lagers are very good in that, one, they're perfect for the season, as in, that's when they're originally intended to be brewed. They're brewed in the spring to be ready for the fall. And uh, it's not too heavy. You know, it's not a stout. Right. But it's not too hoppy. So it's good for everybody coming to the party. And it's they're not too uh, wild on the styles. You know, not too spicy or sour or anything crazy like that. It's a beer for the people. It's a beer for the people. And we're people. Except for the mother logger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beer for other people. <laughs> that aren't for the other people. Who probably live under an iron fist and <laughs> see a lot of walls with uh, barbed wire around them. Aw. But because we already did the Peter Straub uh, Ridge Top Runner, I had to find a different logger. So I guess I'm, in a way, drafting a Deuce Staley for the Jerome Bettis in the, ah, this segment. I like that. And that's the best football reference I can get you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the the Deuce, last Deuce. Time, that's the last time I watch football. <laughs> Maybe a
0: James Conner for the Le'Veon Bell? Come on. At least, make it, at least keep it current.
2: No, I'm keeping it to, as far as I watched football to. <laughs> I can't keep it current. You keep it current for me. Don't no worry, I'm following both of your timelines, so you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I've brought today is the Vienna Lager from Devil's Backbone Brewing.
1: Where are they out of?
2: Lexington, Virginia, not Kentucky.
1: <laughs> ho, ho, ho! ho, ho, ho.
2: Uh, but it is a uh, 5.2 alcohol uh, lager, and it's pretty basic. So we're just gonna stick with
0: that and see how it turns out. There's nothing wrong with basic. You know, it's interesting. We've been to this is our third party of the day, third football party, and. We've had truly three very distinct <laughs> styles of beer. We really have. We started incredibly, uh, well, I don't want to say that was an incredibly hoppy IPA, but we started with a hoppy IPA with a lot of citrus flavor. Then we got into something really lighter. and <laughs> yeah. Sour. And now we're kind of smoothing things out with uh you know kind of standard cool down beer vienna lager yeah i say i'm thinking you know you guys kind of pick
2: beers that were more towards your taste and flavors mm-hmm. i'm picking something for the people well screw I'm the not, people i'm drinking what i like i'm just saying i'm not going to serve my guest motor oil <laughs> my other reasoning behind that is i think this beer is a little more cheaper than <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so i'm not going to serve the good good stuff <laughs> if it's not going to get appreciated <laughs>
1: So, looking at this, uh, this is definitely the darkest of the three beers uh-huh. we've had tonight. But it's uh, only amber. a color. It's not saying not much because, like you said, it is a, a fine copper color. Yeah. Uh, head is fairly non-existent. Uh, it showed up and dissipated very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple carbonation bubbles in there, but yeah, not a lot. Yeah, nothing to write home about.
2: Yeah, definitely not overcarbed and and, you know, pretty clear. Definitely the maltiest
1: smell of the three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of malts. A lot of malts. Traditional of a Vienna lager. Mm-hmm, well, I'm I'm digging the maltiness of it. I'm digging the color of it. Yeah, like, it has a little bit of a fruity, a little like bit. sweet, little sweet. Yeah,
2: yeah, not so much fruity, but
0: sweet. Yeah, a little sweetness. Let's yeah. give it a rip. Hmm. Ooh. Huh. <laughs> Sam, what are your initial thoughts? Well, I guess my initial thoughts on this one are I don't know. Got some weird flavors in there. That I wasn't expecting. I was get I got more sweetness than I was expecting. I got more bitterness on the back end. I was thinking I was gonna get something a little more smooth all the way through. Yeah, it's it's definitely
2: it not a rough. Yeah, it's definitely not smooth all the way through. This is much more like that flying bison. Yeah, the flying bison one we had, where it was uh, good on the inlet and then on the outlet it got rather turbulent. Right. Yeah, this is this is definitely not the ridge top runner, which was balanced all the way through <laughs> and uh, a little more on the sweet end. This is uh hmm. yeah,
0: I can taste a lot of the
2: malts, <laughs> but
0: hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. This might be a good beer to wind down on on Sunday night when I have to work in the morning and I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> One that you'll feel bad just putting back in the shelf, like eh, right, yeah. Right, 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 right. Right. What do you th- what do you think of it, Adam? This is more this is more your style probably than mine.
1: Well, um, I, right, I so what do you think? I like it, but I'm not 100 percent sold on it simply because of the turbulent back end. If it had a smooth finish all the way through, like the Ridge Top Runner did, I mean, I'm pretty sure that'd be far and away the winner here. But it's just, I I don't know yet. I like it. I don't know that I love it.
0: Well, uh, uh, yeah. I guess we gotta continue to sip on it. See what uh yes. see what happens, see what tickles our fancy. I was all about that uh, that Berliner Vice from the last segment. So, <laughs> with, <laughs> and then as we as the segment went on, oh man, things changed. They took a <laughs> turn for the worst. Or maybe so. the exact opposite will happen. It did very, very don't well may. So,
1: so um, while um, we we sip on this Vienna Lager from Devil's Backbone out of Lexington, Virginia, mm-hmm. not Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking all night about sports. and uh, one of the conversations we've had peppered in through throughout the entire night is the fantasy football draft that we took place in.
2: Now pass me the rock.
1: Now throw me the rock. So. Was that a Lonely Island reference? Yeah, boy. Awesome. <laughs> that was an older one, too. That came from an older album, I think that's I the first album. Yeah, from yeah. Incredibad. Yeah. yeah, that's from yeah. Incredibad. That was a classic album. That album is so funny. <laughs> it is. It is. So, we've been we've been talking fantasy sports. We've been talking beer. Now I believe it is time to combine the 2 Mm-hmm. I believe it is time that we uh, do a fantasy draft. Uh... And this time, with the pun fully intended, uh, a fantasy draft of beer. Ah. It's ah, yeah. a little
0: different. I'm, I'm really used to the fantasy football ones where I'm drafting players. So, so
1: drafting beer sounds fun, though. I've actually uh, done fantasy fishing. Okay. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Ooh, do you draft the fish or the fisherman? The fisherman.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, yeah. And they have fantasy sports for every everything. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Everything. God ah, damn. Yeah. Well, I guess with no reason, then, that we shouldn't do a draft of fantasy beer. Yeah, right. exactly. So, drinking's a sport.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're yep. leaving Let's yourself. <laughs> So what I came up with was, there are a few categories here, uh, not unlike what you would have with fantasy football, where you had to draft a quarterback, a running back, a tight end, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I came up with a a short list of types of beers, not necessarily styles of beers, but types of beers. Positions. Positions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where it would be appropriate for this beer versus that beer, things like that. Uh, Just as an example, an everyday beer. Right. Uh, if if you had to have a beer every day in your fridge, uh, what would it be? If you came home grabbing a beer, what beer would you have? It could be
2: anything. Victor. Something something that could be drank every day. Correct. Is That's your everyday beer. Right. Okay, so what are some of these other positions then?
0: What are we going to be drafting
2: yeah. for? What are well, we drafting
1: for? The first category is the house warmer beer. Mm-hmm. What that is is just as a housewarming gift. Okay. What are you bringing for them? Right. The next one is... Your guest beer, yeah, that's the beer that you have in the fridge for a guest that comes. That may not necessarily be a craft beer enthusiast. Uh, that's something that you have as sort of a fallback beer. Mm-hmm. And the last one, and you gotta have this with any any fantasy league, the flex. Yeah, you need you, a flex. You gotta have the flex. Play whatever position you want. Open ended. Get them points. 100% open
2: ended. Okay. You guys get it. Got it, you guys makes ready? Makes sense to me, I'm I ready to I'm draft. Ready. Okay. I have
0: my draft strategy prepared and I feel like it's gonna be a good one that will net me the winning team this
1: year. The first one we're gonna start with is the house warmer. Okay. Sam, what do you choose as your house warmer beer? So I put a, I put some thought into this. That's a good thing. And yeah, and here's, <laughs> and here's the thing. Well,
0: I wanna win. Look, at the end, at the end of this, More or less, we're probably going to have our fans, our audience members, vote on who has the best draft, who has has the winning draft. I like best team. I want to win, right? So I thought about this. Normally, if I was bringing beer to someone as a housewarming gift, I would really try to cater that choice to their favorite style of beer because I would want to get something that they would really enjoy. But for the sake of this, I'm going to go more universal, and I am going to draft a beer that I think everybody would enjoy because it is a fantastic, easy-drinking beer that's not an IPA. Okay. So my house house warmer beer, and with the first selection in this year's craft beer draft, I am going going with the Blue Point Toasted Lager. Ah, Oh, okay. All right. right. It's it's, it's a great beer. You guys have had it. I've had it. It's easy to drink. It has a nice, roasty, malty flavor to it, and I think it's one that's Pretty much anybody that enjoys beer can, can yeah. enjoy. So I'm going with the Blue Point Toasted Lager for my house warmer. Okay. All right. That, that's a good selection. That one's going to be hard to beat. That's a good selection. That's a good Steve, selection. what do you have as your house
2: warmer? All right. So when I approach this draft, there's a bit of selfishness in my draft strategy as well. All right. Because I approached it with the thought process that we are being given a fantasy fridge. Yes. That will be constantly stocked with these beers. Like we'll never run out of these beers, so we can always pull them out in the said positions. I want this fantasy fridge to become a reality fridge. Well, I want it too. <laughs> but that's what I'm thinking. Like anytime we need a house warmer, we can just reach in and grab a couple, you know, of the beers that we draft. Okay. Anytime we need our workshop beer, we can just reach in and grab I it. I like that. So I, I Put the selfishness in it a little bit, because mm. I'm obviously going to be drinking them if they're not in use Good call. <laughs> otherwise. Good call. With the second selection <laughs> in the 2017 craft draft, as my house warmer, I'm taking Southern Tears Pumpkin. King.
0: Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting choice. Okay. That's a big one for, for a house warmer. Exactly.
2: You want to show up to somebody's house and have a nice gift. To give oh, them I like that, you want to throw, you want to look like you're throwing a little money around. You want to look like <laughs> <laughs> you care about that. Yeah, you look, you want to look like you give a shit about them. Oh, that's I why you that. don't show up with a six pack of icy light mango. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I gotta change my pick real quick. <laughs>
0: oh shit, shit, shit!
2: <laughs> but you show up with the pumpkin, and again, kind of going with Sam's strategy of not picking mm-hmm. something that's too wild out of the style. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, I, I would be hard pressed to find anybody that doesn't like pumpkin. Right, You know, there are some pumpkin beers that aren't as great, or they're a little more abrasive, or they're, you know, a little too sweet. I think pumpkin hits that spot perfectly, and it has that name recognition, and it has, you know, I think it's the Julio Jones of pumpkin beer. It's got cachet. <laughs> it's got that,
1: yeah. I like that. So that's what I'm taking. Man, I, fair. This is, this is going to be some stiff competition. Yeah. Uh, Adam? The third pick in the 2017 craft draft, uh, I kind of took a combination of what you guys use as an approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went for something that was somewhat universal, however you were able to... something that you would also enjoy. Uh, I'm actually going with the Spoonwood uh, Cold Drip City. Oh! And do You can buy that in cans now. Yes, you can. Sure can. can. You, should, you <laughs> should definitely check my fridge once we're done here. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Uh, the Don't re- check my fridge because they're <laughs> pretty much all gone. <laughs> the reason behind that is, is twofold. One, it, it is somewhat of a universal beer that a lot of people would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not an extreme beer where you have to know the style, like the style to enjoy it. Secondly, I find it to be a quite refreshing beer. Yeah. Now whenever you go to somebody's house as a housewarming party, the house is not necessarily always in order. It is not always put where somebody wants it, which means there is still plenty of work to be done. Okay. Which means once they're done working, they want a good, clean, refreshing beer. Yeah. I believe that Cold Drip City fits that bill very nicely. So once they're done working, figure they got to get the basement all sorted out. They're done. They need a beer. Cold Drip City. Bam. Done. All right. That is right right. in the wheelhouse. Fair enough.
0: Round Uh, one's over. Yeah, round one. I'd say we move on to round two. That's I mean, a good round one. I like, some good beers. Good round one. Good, good beers. I like to say that I won. You'd like yeah. to say that. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. You'd like to say that, but I mean, you're kind of wrong. <laughs> you said that about the fantasy football draft this past <laughs> weekend, and we all know what's going to
1: happen there. <laughs> oh, there's so much I want to talk about with that. What's our next category here, Adam? Our next category is the guest beer. Ah. This is the beer for people that come to the house, but don't necessarily like craft beer. Mm-hmm. I guess that comes back to me. Yeah, back to you. Yingling light again. You no. Can't. No, it is not. No, it is not. Yingling uh, summer wheat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this is actually from one of Sam's favorite breweries, and we've actually had this one on the, sh- on the show as well. Okay. The Flying Dog, uh, Numero Uno. Oh, okay. Uh, that's their cerveza. Yeah. Yeah, uh, their Mexican-style cerveza. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, I find that to be a very good beer to introduce somebody. Uh, into the craft beer world, or mm-hmm. even if there's somebody that dislikes a Miller Lite or Coors Light, I find that that is a fantastic beer to have available here. Drink this instead; you'll like it. I think that's that's the way to go. Okay, I think that I think that's fair. I
2: no arguments on that one. <laughs> it's a nice beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice Steve. Beer. It's a nice beer, but I don't know that it fits the utility as well is this one Uh, i'm going back a little bit into my own past history i might have mentioned on the show in the past that one of my gateway beers into craft beer was lion's head when i was living out in penn state going Mm -hmm. to school but i don't necessarily consider that craft beer that much it's It's just non-macro yeah it's just non-macro it's an independent brewer but they don't really put out enough of a selection or anything uh maybe things have changed since i've had it all those years ago right (laughs) but uh Uh, A more important beer in my life when I was getting into craft beer is the Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Oh, okay. That was one of the very first uh, craft beers that I had uh, that kind of turned me on to different style. And obviously it has a flavor to it, flavored with cherries. I think if we're talking people who don't like craft beer or don't know if they like craft beer, this is something you can you can give them that isn't necessarily going to make them think of beer at all. You're talking about a wheat beer, so it doesn't have a lot of the multi flavor that a lager is going to have, Okay. or a pilsner. It's definitely not going to have the hops, you know, of an IPA or anything like that. Right. And that cherry flavor is just kind of a little bit of a fruit touch, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it's it's very it, it's not a tart beer. Gotcha. You know. So it's a, just a very simple, easy drinker and again it's not that much money (laughs) so if they don't like it you don't feel bad about it being wasted on them (laughs) this is not a beer i'm going to introduce you know i'm not going to introduce expensive beers to people who don't like beer
1: that just makes sound economic
2: sense yeah i think the sam adams cherry wheat fits this utility
0: fair enough all right so my guest beer that i came up with for people that don't like craft beer and you know Shouldn't come as a surprise to you guys. I know Steve was joking about it earlier, but I actually have on my draft list here the Yingling Summer Wheat. Yeah, because, because if you don't like craft, this is gonna be the perfect beer for you. If you don't like a lot of flavor? Hey, have something that's really bland. If you don't like, Just won't let it go. If you leave. don't like a dark, heavy porter, have something that's light and doesn't really have, <laughs> have much taste to it. I mean, have something that's about as generic as you possibly can have. So Rowan shade. Hey, Hey, look, if somebody's coming over to my house, they know I generally have a nice selection of craft beer. I'm going to give them something that they want to try. Hey, maybe they don't like it, uh, but at the end of the day, at least they can say they've tried it. Now, if they don't like craft beer and they're all bitchy pouty and just are sitting bitchy on the couch pouty. over in the corner not <laughs> drinking anything, that's why you keep a couple yingling summer wheats in the back of your fridge. You walk over to that person on the couch. They got their arms crossed. They have a frown on their face. You just hand them the beer and say, here. And suddenly you just see their eyes light up. Kind of like you know, Steve's heart grew three sizes when Kelsey brought in that beer from Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's like they found you know <laughs> a penny in a sea of gold. <laughs> i don't like hops because and pepper, they're fans of coffee. but i do like this <laughs> <laughs> exactly right it's something that's far inferior to everything else that everybody else is drinking wow. and uh you wow. know if they don't like craft beer you can like summer wheat is going to be the beer for them <laughs> and again pretty cheap so you don't feel bad <laughs> about wasting go. it exactly, <laughs> there you go exactly so that is my uh
1: that is my guest beer for the people that don't want to drink craft <laughs> i guess that i guess that leads us to our flex down to the flex This is the wide open position This is where you get points Any way you possibly can Dig them up Dig them up. So yep. Sam, since we're going snake, it's right back to you. All right. And I'm ready for this one. So this this is the one I kind of went
0: out on a little bit of a limb with here because I know that I've drafted very solidly and I already have a winning lineup. So whatever this guy does, you know, whatever, it's not going to affect me at the end. This end is your dark horse? This is my dark horse. Mm-hmm. And you know, in a true uh, Sam beer list, it wouldn't be complete without something from Pizza Boy. So ah. in my flex spot, I am going with the Pizza Boy Don't Care at All. And that's carrot as in the vegetable so if you remember from way back when, when we had our Pizza Boy episode. Episode I, 5. We one did, handful. We didn't try this beer, but I did mention it, uh, that I had it at the brewery called the Don't Care at All, mm-hmm. and that was their Imperial Veggie Brown. You might remember it as me referencing it as the diarrhea beer, because yes. it looked yes. like diarrhea. Yeah. But it tasted absolutely amazing, kind of like one of those green machine naked juice mm-hmm. smoothie things. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was just absolutely delicious. So this beer is not going to be for everybody, it might perform well against some teams, it might perform very shitty against other teams but at the end of the day you know you throw in your flex you're gonna have some good you're gonna have some bad in there and ultimately that's what the flex is for to try to get you some points when you know maybe some of your 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 staples or your reliables are, are failing hmm. a little bit or aren't performing as well from week to week you gotcha. need that flex to step up and I think for me that Pizza Boy beer is just interesting enough to, to do just that so hmm. going with the Pizza Boy don't care at all for my flex Steve, in the second position again. So my flex, I put
2: a little bit of thought into this and Mm -hmm. I thought about where I haven't been getting points from yet. Right. I already have points from non-beer drinkers with the cherry wheat. I have points with the housewarming gift with the, you know, rather well-known and expensive pumpkin. So I I have basically everything covered, but I found a beer that's gonna pick, pick me up points in a whole bunch of categories. And I'm going back to Southern tier and I'm bringing up the creme brulee. Oh, I like it. One of the big creme brulee utilities is it can be a date beer. A date beer. A date beer. It's not, say you're having it's not brewed with dates. A, no, it's not brewed with dates, <laughs> you ass. <laughs> but say you're having a nice dinner with a female or a male or whoever you're dating <laughs> or a furry or <laughs> whatever maybe you your we jazz. We don't judge on this show. Yeah, whatever yours, jazz is, I don't care. Uh, but you finish up your meal, you're looking to have dessert, and you bring out this 10% bad boy. It's got that real smooth dessert flavor. It's you know It doesn't have that booziness. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anybody can drink this. And if you pair that with a good dessert, people are going to love you for it. Other ways it gains points, like I said, uh, this is part of a fantasy fridge that is a never-ending supply.
1: Fantasy fridge!
2: <laughs> so I love it. So I'm going to drink <laughs> it a whole bunch. <laughs> so that gains more points with myself. So if she doesn't love you, at least you will. Exactly. Uh, and again, you can you can bring it along with your house warmer. Very true. Very let, true. Let the house warmer run full back for you, and you bring out the creme brulee at the end of the night, and again celebrate with it. It's a very desserty beer, and everybody can have a little bit of it. Everybody can enjoy it. So yeah, I'm. It's a good choice. I yeah, I, like I'm that. just pulling up points from every little nook and cranny I can with this one. I like that. Yeah. All right, Adam. Well, last, last pick of the draft.
1: As it was on Sunday. What are you going to go with? Mr. Irrelevant. As it was on Sunday. Well, here's the problem. I had something picked out, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever seen a draft board where Mr. Irrelevant uh, had Tom Brady available. Well, I mean, we didn't go too, too deep. No, no, but uh, you guys are absolutely right, and that kind of made me rethink my, my thought a little bit. The KBS, it's a little on the nose, but it's a really good beer. Sure is. So, I, I'm i very tempted to go that route, but I think I'm going to stick with my guns. Okay. Uh, so, the KBS is completely out. All right. Nobody's getting it. Nobody picked KBS on that. It's on, it's on the waiver wire. <laughs> It'll be on the waiver wire for future weeks. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Uh, with that being said, I actually had a somewhat similar um, thought process as what you had, Steve. Where can I get the most points in the most different directions? To make a long story short, I also went with another dessert beer. Uh-huh. The Saugatuck Neapolitan.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was my toss up. Yeah, was always good. a yeah. solid
1: choice. Hey, very hey, good it, beer. It, it's the dessert beer. It's the house warmer. It it it's the same exact could, thing that
2: you do. Yeah, exactly. You pull it out anywhere you want. Can you rephrase that? Nope. <laughs> sure won't.
1: Well then, I think we all have some very solid choices here.
2: I think so. I think we did good draft. Right. And uh, like Sam said, we'll uh, put it up places. Social medias? medias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, actually, I'm just going <laughs> to tape it to a telephone pole.
0: <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> this on beer list? Hey, do you guys think this is good? Who won? <laughs>
2: <laughs> pull a number tab. Yeah, pull a number tab. Call us. <laughs> 1-800-TOLL-FREE. <laughs>
0: Yay. Let us know. A lot of beers on the waiver
2: wire. A lot of A lot of beer beers right. on the waiver wire. I think, uh, in a way... We were also drafting tonight with the three beers that we've been tasting. We were we drafted beers that would be our NFL game day beers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So let's
2: so let's let's get back to our final one of the night. Uh, the one I drafted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: what are we drinking again?
2: We are drinking the Vienna Lager, which is a Vienna style lager from the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, which the. Uh, the the label is a bit obnoxious that it says Vienna Lager, and then right beneath it, Vienna Style Lager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. I, I didn't even notice that at first, to tell you the truth, until you just said
2: I, that. <laughs> I've noticed it, and I've just been waiting to bring it up. I didn't want to bring it up if I like the beer. <laughs> However, <laughs> since you have brought it up. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: However, since I brought it up.
0: Hmm. <laughs> the Vienna Lager. It says Vienna Style Lager right up. Yeah. That's so <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> For the real dum-dums out there. Yeah. In case you, you don't know what a Vienna lager is, it's a Vienna style, but it doesn't actually tell you what the style is. Yeah. So like, our it it's our Vienna lager. It's a Vienna style it. lager. Okay. <laughs> Great. What does that do?
2: <laughs> so, what I, are your thoughts? I I, I... 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 I don't hate it, but mm. it's better than the mother lager. I can give it that. Wow. And remember, I had said that this isn't my true pick. This is this is just a possible uh, backup gotcha. for the uh, Peter Straub Ridge Top Runner. Gotcha. And the Vienna Logger from Devil's Backbone isn't going to see too many snaps. <laughs> 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 uh, it's uh, it's just it, like you said. It has that really weird turbulent back end where it. Not quite sure what's it's doing there. It's just, just like it dissipates and it gets kind of dry and it's bitter, but it's not that hoppy and the the front is too caramel candy sweet for me you know it just bleh and uh yeah it's just not balanced at all it's not smooth drinking yeah sam
0: yeah i agree you kind of took the assessment right out of my mouth it wasn't uh wasn't very balanced it left a weird aftertaste in my mouth i didn't really enjoy it and i know there's times on this podcast where i give yingling a lot of flack (laughs) but the yingling traditional lager i would take over this beer I think it's I think it's better. I think it has more flavor. I think it's more balanced and
1: I don't know. I just didn't really like this. Adam, I got to agree with Sam. If I had a choice between this and the Yangling, I'd go Yangling. This was just middling to me. Yeah. It was just sort of there. I I I didn't go on as turbulent a ride as Steve did uh with the excess sweetness and the the back end going all cattywampus on him. Yeah. It, it it was just yeah. It's funny okay. about
0: that statement that they actually Devil's Backbone has a beer called catty Wampus. They really? do. Yep. Huh. Which is a different style, so it really <laughs> didn't go Caddywampus <laughs> on you because this is the Vienna Lager, as evidenced by the label. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's just this beer was eh to me. I I certainly wouldn't seek it out. Did I hate it? No. Did I like it? No. Nah. Let's move on. Yeah. That's all this beer was. It was, all right, let's move on. Yeah. Try it for
2: yourself if you're looking for a Vienna lager, but...
1: There's other styles out there that
2: are better. Yeah. We, we already reviewed two mm-hmm. better ones, and you guys, like you guys just said, you'd prefer Yingling
1: even over this, so. <laughs> Yeah. So what does that tell you? So, yeah. <laughs> it tells me that we have to go to the podium. To the podium. So. so I'll start with Steve. What is your bronze? What is your silver? What is your gold? Wait, should we change it up a little bit oh. for this ever? Who's your starter? Who's your backup? Who's your third string? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> who's
0: riding the who's pine? Ri- who's on the bench? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, can,
2: I can bench this one pretty easy. <laughs> um, so my Tommy Maddox. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, riding the bench. Is that uh evil twin? Uh, even though I wasn't a big fan of the Vienna lager from Devil's Backbone, that evil twin was just, it, just like evil? offensive, it was just uh, kind of offensive to me. Hmm. Smells like concentrate fruit juice and tastes <laughs> like a warhead. And uh, one of the points Sam was bringing up you, you know, you eat four warheads and you get tired of it. Mm-hmm. But if you eat one Warhead, it eventually breaks down from the sourness and just becomes a nice candy to eat. And that's the problem with this evil twin. It never becomes a nice candy to eat. It's just always sour. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that that's going to be riding the pine. If uh, Big Ben gets hurt, I'm going to have to send 4 Charlie Batch on the Vienna Lager. 4 Charlie Batch. And that's, uh, that's where the, the Vienna Lager is going to be. That's my sideline beer. Ready to go in at a moment's notice, if need be. But uh, I did not uh, find much. I did not find much in this beer that I liked. It uh, it's all right as a style. It doesn't you know actively try to hurt you like the mother lager did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hate beer. Yeah, it's not a hate beer. It's not actively bad. It's just uh, the the back end is weird, mm. and the front end is a bit too sweet for me. Uh, When I'm drinking a lager, so yeah, that's gonna be there and so My starter is going to be the delicious IPA by stone. Hmm. Uh, I do love my stone IPAs in general This one does have a bit of a dry finish, but it uh, I don't know it kind of abated itself. It didn't Consistently be dry the the more I drank it the got a little more juicy a little juicier for me
0: I enjoy I enjoy the flavor on that as well
1: Sam, who is on your practice squad? Uh, who's
0: Riding the Pine and who's starting? Okay. So, for me, um, Riding the Pine is going to be the Vienna Lager, Vienna Style logger. As I see on the label here.
1: <laughs> oh, I, just I like see to read that, that
0: now. Well, for those that are listening, I know you can't see the label, but if you didn't realize that the Vienna Logger was a Vienna-style logger, <laughs> I thought I would read that again to you. Yeah, when Sam says that, he's not doubling back to correct himself. He's just reading the label. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's going to be riding the pine for me. I mean, we, we, we already said everything about it. Um, it. It wasn't balanced. It was a little little too sweet up front for me and it was uh it wasn't great on the back end either it was a little too bitter I just I didn't like the flavor it wasn't thirst quenching it wasn't it wasn't tasty and I just didn't want it uh so it's one of those that you just you have what you have there and it's uh it's on the team because it almost has to be because you need three players but you just <laughs> hope to god they don't see the field <laughs> that's uh that's this vienna lager for me so That'll be in the third place position, or the ride in the pine, uh, and the backup is going to be the tropical itch, and this, this is one of those issues. I mean, take take a look at the Broncos right now. I mean, with Paxton Lynch hurt, Brock Osweiler is tech, technically the backup, but, you know, he may be a backup, but you also hope he doesn't ever <laughs> see the field because you know you're screwed. That's how I feel about the tropical itch. It's... uh. It wasn't great, but the reason that I uh, put it over the Vienna lager, even though the sourness of it and and as you had multiple sips really started to just affect the way your whole mouth felt, the mouthfeel of the beer and the way that it felt on your teeth, it was just, it was too much. Um, but I liked it, and why I'm putting it in seconds, because I got to give a, a just a small prop to Evil Twin for s- at least... Sticking to the style (laughs) and it was true to the style and Even though it was a little sour for me It it was what a Berliner Weiss should taste like I said that on the first couple sips It's just after that my opinion started to change with that uh, my starting uh, Quarterback for the day in first place is going to be the stone delicious IPA. This is a great beer for me It's very drinkable. It has a nice citrusy hop flavor to it Um, Unlike you guys I really didn't Find it to be too dry. I like the, the hop bitterness that it left on the back end of my palate And it's just a, v- a very great drinker for me I drink it myself and serve it to my friends with a smile on my face So that's gonna be my starter and that that beer is what's gonna take my team all the way to the Super Bowl
1: Okay, yeah, and I'm... that's all I got to say about Okay, about all right it. <laughs> <laughs> For me uh, in, in in I guess what would be on the practice one is, is got to be that Stone IPA uh, the dryness on it, it it, it wasn't even the hoppiness that, that put it in third place. To me, it was that dryness. I just did not find that enjoyable. I I just didn't like it. In second place, it honestly wasn't that much further ahead, uh, but the Vienna Lager, Vienna Style Lager by Devil's Backbone. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it really is. It, it was meh. It, it did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I wasn't angry at it. I didn't love it. It was just there. It was a means to get alcohol into my body. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was it. And there are so many better ways to do that. So, yeah, true. Meh. So that puts the Tropical Witch in the game, throwing touchdowns, winning Super Bowls, Getting the women, getting the millions, getting the boats, mm. the tropical itch. <laughs> now, I I know what, that what football league is this? CFL. Is it a league of one one team? <laughs> That's the <a> CFL. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Championships are championships. <laughs> uh, okay. So I like this beer. I thought it was very true to the style. I like the fact that it was a a definitely on the sour side of a Berliner Weiss. It also <laughs> had that parallel taste of the passion fruit, and I like that. Now, obviously, the sourness overrode that passion fruit, but it was still there, and I enjoyed that. So, for me, that is my starter. That's what's going to get me the points. That's what's going to get me the wins. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. So, you know, those are the lineups. Now we're headed into the season, and we'll see. uh, I guess we'll just sit back. Drink some beer and see what happens. You know, you know. regardless, the, the nice thing about football and beer is whether you like the style, whether you don't like the style, you're trying new things, you're out there with your buddies watching football, and that makes for a very fun, enjoyable Sunday, in my opinion. So I'd agree. But now you know, if you're going to have those football parties... <laughs> I don't know if anybody's gonna want to bring any of these beers with them. Honestly, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't bring
2: any of these to a party. The, the Peter Strawbridge Top Runner, I would. Bring <laughs> hey, I've said it a number of times.
0: I would bring the Stone Delicious. That is for sure. Yeah. I brought it to this party, and I would, I would, I back that beer hundred percent. But yeah. I guess the audience will just have to try and find out for themselves. So, yeah. with that, Steve, why don't you tell everybody how they can find us on social media and give us, uh, give them their uh, the info that they need to know.
2: The info they need to know is if they want to find us on social media, they can search Hop Nation USA and that'll get you Twitter and the Facebooks and the Instagrams. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of Hop Nation USA podcast, then you just have to search again Hop Nation USA and search it on iTunes and you'll find us there. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Music Play. And if you would like to draft your own fantasy beer team, and then email it to us and tell us why we're wrong and why your team is better, you can just
0: uh,
2: email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: I think that wraps it up. So Sunday night football's over. Steelers just got another amazing win over the Bengals. You guys aren't going to believe this one. 257 to negative 18. Wow, I mean that—that that was just a slaughtering for the Steelers to go three and zero. Three games on a Sunday—that's tough. But <laughs> damn, what
1: the only thing that's disappointing team. about that is that means they're going to have the next two weeks off, so mm-hmm. we won't be able to watch them.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, they got well, all those games out of the way that Sunday. Yep. So well, at least they won them all. So true, true. We'll, uh, we'll check out some other teams, and hey, even if there's no football, we'll still be drinking beer. So that about does it for us this week, Hop Nation. That's episode twenty-seven in the books. Go out. Enjoy a cold beer, take in a nice football game, and have some fun with your buddies. And we'll catch you right back here next week for some more hot fun.